Hello, and welcome to the Real San Diego podcast, where I interview inspiring and interesting people, dive into hot topics and communities around San Diego, and more. I'm your host, Cece Summerfield, and this week I'm talking with Amy. Her and her husband, Michael, own Yoga One in Mission Hills, and she has a really inspiring story about a major career change, faraway travels, and bringing her yoga practice to San Diego over 20 years ago when it really hadn't been heard of yet. All right. Well, hey, Amy, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Good. Well, everybody, I'm here with Amy, the owner of Yoga One and here in Mission Hills. And I'm so happy to meet with you today. And I mean, we got a chance to talk a little bit beforehand, but I would like to, you know, share with everybody your story. Like, uh, tell us a little bit about, about yourself and, and um, just start from the beginning, I guess, really. So, how, where to begin? Hmm, well, we've had the studio Yoga One since mm-hmm. 2002, and that started downtown. But even before that, uh, my husband and I worked in the music business in Los Angeles, and we did that for about five years, and that's where we met. And we both just were seeking more, something mm-hmm. different, alternative mm-hmm. lifestyles, just kind of get you know, out of that situation and just see what other possibilities were. And so we ended yeah. up um, quitting our jobs and sort of paying off our debt and backpacking around the world for about three years. Sounds amazing. And during that time, <laughs> we discovered yoga. Yeah. Um, and so because we were so interested in learning more, we ended up spending six months in India. Oh, wow. And went, did a deep dive. That's a there. deep dive for sure. Yes. So that That's was funny. really amazing experience. We lived with a family for six weeks mm-hmm. and um, the son who lived there arranged for a private yoga master to come to our home where we were staying with the Indian family um, every day, six days a week, um, for six weeks. Um, And so we just, with reading tons and Mm -hmm. just learning so much and really in an amazing phase of life. And so when we came back to um, the States, we decided not to live in LA, Mm -hmm. ended up in San Diego. And Yoga One was born shortly thereafter, actually. I had only mm-hmm. been teaching for a short time and had an opportunity and um, just kind of went with it. What an amazing time. I'm, I just can't even begin to fathom that experience. And to transition from what I would think is a real busy business, you know, in music and stuff, and just go, 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 go to something more grounded and just, you know, feeling the earth, basically, and really taking care of your, yourself inwardly, too. Um, such an amazing transition. What was the, um, I guess, breaking point for you where you're like, you know, I really need to get out of this music business and do something different. And um, where exactly did you find yoga? I mean, at, at what point in your travels you're like, this is the thing that I'm going to do? Yes, um, it's interesting. So lots of different uh, answers to that question. So, you know, one of the things I think for me was that my father had passed away when mm-hmm. I was in my 20s. Um, mm-hmm. And I just kind of started questioning, you know, what is the purpose and meaning of life and Mm -hmm. is this doing what we're doing in the music business, which was so fun and really Mm -hmm. fulfilling in a lot of ways, um, is this going to be enough for the long haul and does this suit sort of our bigger picture of how we want to live in the world and, Mm -hmm. you know, being in, again, early 20s, there were still so many questions. So um, I think that was one of the catalysts and then meeting Michael, my Mm -hmm. husband, was Mm -hmm. also a catalyst. I basically told him when we met, hey, I'm planning to move to England. I'm going to get a job in the music business there Mm. as a launching off point. And Mm -hmm. he said, well, if you wait for me, um, I'll go with you. So we moved in together. Uh, We waited a year and we planned our trip. 
And so we started in Australia and we were working to earn money along the way. One of the things we did was pick apples. Mm. And while we were doing that, it's really physical labor. We yes, ended up it is. getting a book <laughs> on um, healthy living mm. and it had one chapter on yoga. So Oh, okay. Yeah. There was the there was a seed that, that got planted. A seed. Yes, that exactly. is so interesting. So I picked pear I didn't pick pears, I sorted pears in a pear shed when I was very young because that was what you did in Northern California during the summertime if you couldn't find another job. Yes. And I can tell you, I would never want, it's like the worst job in the world. Oh my gosh, we did try grape picking at one point as uh -huh. well. And that for me was so hard. I had so many cuts on my hands. Oh, I can only um, imagine. Apples, at least, it was physically tiring, yes. but it wasn't as dangerous when you were climbing up and down ladders, ladders. and then putting them in these bags you carried yep. on your body. Yep. Um, so by, by finding this yoga at the end of the book, we would do like 30, 45 minutes of really simple stuff. Like, mm -hmm you know, recline spinal twist, cat-cow, mm -hmm. hugging your knees into your chest, but yes. it just felt so amazing um, at the end of a really long yes. physical day. Yes, so for that, sure. Yeah, that was the beginning. That is so cool. So you, you moved, you decided not to go back to LA and you picked San Diego and you mentioned to me that uh, you felt at that time that San Diego was still just a little bit more sleepy. Was that part of the draw to San Diego? And because it was just a little more quiet, a little slower pace. I think the slower pace, yes. Mm -hmm. I, my mom and some of my family were still in Los Angeles. We wanted to be not too far from them. Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, yes, we were looking for a place where we could um, not have to have so much traffic, such yeah. a pace of life. Yeah. Um, and so San Diego did feel like a really good fit at mm -hmm. that time and still so happy that we landed here. I can't yeah. imagine yeah. You know, I a did. better place. I mean, I came from a very sleepy place, so San Diego was a huge city to me. But then when I got here, I realized very quickly that there's so many little micro neighborhoods. So not all of it feels like city, you know. Um, downtown San Diego was my, my closest big city growing up was San Francisco. Mm. So um, when I came down here, I was like pleasantly surprised to see that there was other areas and it was kind of more spread out than just the main city. Yes. And I was just drawn to the ocean and that's what brought me down here. My yes. sister was living here too, but... Um, it really was living next to the coast, which is what I really wanted to do. So, um, so you landed kind of in the same spot I did, with, which was Ocean Beach, or you're close to that area when you first got here. Yes. Um, and I've been there forever, so <laughs> 20 something years. But you ended up opening a studio downtown. What um, was it? Just that there was space available, or did you have some kind of um, draw to downtown to start the business? interesting we again there were so many synchronicities along the way yeah. so I really started by teaching donation classes in mm. Balboa Park mm -hmm. and at that time there really wasn't a lot of yoga happening in this part of San Diego yeah. all the yoga was up in North County and so mm -hmm. people would often we had, I had a little like a-frame sign I would just put out for class it was by donation mm -hmm. um, people would stop and say oh hey what are you doing what is that is it a dance is it oh, you really? know like is it a martial art like yeah. people didn't really even know like That's what they so were crazy. observing um, and so that class really took off and it was maybe I had 20 people that were coming mm -hmm. regularly to this class in the park and so at that time um, I started renting spaces all around this area in Hillcrest, Mission yeah. Hills, Bankers Hill area mm -hmm. and um, one of the spaces I ended up at was downtown mm -hmm. and the gentleman who owned that gym basically said hey things are going so well for you do you want to sublease this space mm -hmm. and just take it over completely he was looking to off very cool. Load um, his like aerobics room. Yes. Just, you know, offset yeah. his rent a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we did that. So That's, that we went I mean, from donation classes in the park to opening the studio downtown. I love that kind of story where you, you, you go do something and you find passion in this in this yoga 
in another country where it all began and uh, bring it back to San Diego and you start teaching. Now, I know there's a big difference between being a student in a class and teaching a class. How did you get yourself out there and how did you motivate to get, you know, to teach and yes. not be super nervous? Oh my gosh. I mean, I still, it's so crazy. I tell, we do a lot of teacher trainings and we talked about that a little bit before. I mean, mm -hmm. I still tell my students, like, I still get nervous. And I think often, um, I don't know if you experience this with the podcast as well, but I think, mm -hmm. I think part of that nervous energy is that we care about yeah. what we're doing, yeah. and mm -hmm. I think that that's an okay thing. But I did, once I landed in San Diego, I continued my training um, with Roger Cole. He's a mm -hmm. Nyingar yoga teacher who also was in North County, like Del Mar mm. area. And then I did an, a Ashtanga Vinyasa training with Tim Miller, who also had been um, teaching yoga for many years in North County. So I did get you know, some training my here. education mm -hmm. and, and get some more training here before mm -hmm. I really went out. But even still, I was new. and. Mm -hmm. I was nervous, um, but people seemed to really respond well, yeah. and that yeah. um, kind of reciprocal relationship. Mm -hmm. um, you really see that it's people are benefiting from the practice yes. and yes. Um, letting go of our need to be perfect. I think is uh -huh. part of that process that for both totally. teacher and student. So yeah, I started doing videos and stuff, you know, educational videos or stuff about you know buying and selling real estate business I'm in. Um, probably back in 2014, I would say. And some of those videos I look back, I'm like, just, yeah, erase it, cut, cut, cut. But what I learned out of all of it is it's better done than perfect. Yes. And you cannot be perfect and nobody's gonna like themselves on video. So you just have to flow with it. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's why I was curious, like with teaching and stuff and, and just keeping your class motivated and in, in, um, in tune with what's happening in the class. And that's always, I think, um, a real um, what would I say technique to do that you know it comes from from time and experience but you know just getting started with the donation classes I'm sure you're like okay this is all gonna work <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? I feel like in a weird way I mean maybe there was a little less pressure one like yoga was I think new to a lot of my students it mm -hmm. was like early or first exposure mm -hmm. and so also I think that because I was new I didn't put quite as much pressure on myself sure. I feel like now at some point mid um, teaching it actually got harder because then I really had this desire to I had so much that I wanted to share yeah and because there was so much that I wanted to share I put pressure on myself in how I did that mm -hmm. and I will say maybe I'm coming around the backside I think with maturity I mean not having done this for 20 years like you said I, there's more of a comfort with like hey we're not looking for, pe for perfection here and right we're having this relationship right. and I'm really learning how to be a good listener, both through my mm -hmm. eyes and mm -hmm. what I see and what I hear from the students. And yes. so being present yes. um, and, and being present as you teach is really just a continuation of your yoga practice. Mm -hmm. And so I think all that training um, is comes together yeah. um, in your in our teaching. And, yes. and, then, and then you don't feel so much pressure around it yes. anymore. And what, do you, what advice do you give the teachers that you teach? Because you teach a, a teaching Yes. teacher's course I guess was what you call it yes what advice do you give them when they're trying to start going from being the student to the teacher yes that's a good question um, really I think a few of the things we say is um, meet yourself where you are mm -hmm. which is the same advice we give to our students sure um, really I think the practice at its heart is unconditional kindness mm -hmm. and so I think for both students and then for those who are in training to become yoga teachers I think meeting themselves with kindness is first and foremost sure 
um, and that our attitude is mm -hmm. something we can choose. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that having that loving, kind, open, curious attitude really goes a long way, way. Yeah. to what the students receive too. Exactly. Um, and then exactly. I also think like giving them some self, some grace. Yes. Um, you know, <laughs> exactly. right? We do the best we can yeah. in every moment. Yes, and exactly. then we keep learning, we keep trying. Yeah. And you know, I think that I think that people feel that, right? Mm -hmm. I think that they mm -hmm. really notice if you're showing up 100% and doing mm -hmm. the best you can. And exactly. what else can we do? It, there's nothing else you can do. Yep. Exactly. So, do you feel after 21 years of um, you know teaching yoga and uh, and also teaching teachers? Do you feel like you're still learning stuff every day as you go, or you feel like you've got a handle on this, this is it, I've, oh, no. I've learned everything I'm going to learn? <laughs> oh my gosh, I just, it's so funny, I just got turned on to this new podcast, um, and an author named Bruce Tift, who mm -hmm. I just listened to last week, and so I bought his book, um, and he wrote a book about um, the intersection of modern psychotherapy, Western science, mm -hmm. um, and Buddhism, mm. um, and I just think there's learning to be had everywhere, everywhere. and I think that it's it can certainly be like how we can practice um, strengthening and stretching mm -hmm. and mobility mm -hmm. and stability and through the body and we talked a little before about how the mind-body connection is so important mm -hmm. um, but I feel like oh my gosh I would love to go back to school for psychology and yes. for physical therapy yes. and you know there's sister sciences like Ayurveda I mean there's yes. just so much to learn so I feel yes. like being a lifelong learner is, is yeah, I mean, I feel so blessed. Yeah, that is really awesome. So you have this beautiful space, and I know we're sitting in the back of it, but I mean, look out back, it's really gorgeous back there and green, and we did have a nice rainy winter, so there's a lot of flowering going yes. on, but um, I'm sure it stays green too. Um, how long have you been in this space here, your, your so current we, studio? Interestingly, so we were downtown um, since 2002, and mm -hmm. we were, our intention was to open a second space, and mm -hmm. so we signed the lease um, for this Mission Hills location, in 2020 and we were scheduled to open April 1st oh. um, <laughs> and then COVID happened on yeah. March 18th yeah kids you know yep. um, schools were shut down and yes. shut down so we sat empty for a really long time oh. and I don't have the date of that reop the actual reopening but it was of mm -hmm. course like everything else when the government opened up probably in 2021 yeah um, but what we also did in that time is we started doing online classes, mm -hmm. which is, you know, how so many fitness and wellness yes, did. and to other stay alive, stay alive. Yeah. And it had always been on our list of things to do anyway. And of mm -hmm. course, COVID gave us the little nudge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so now all of the classes are still offered online and we mm -hmm. have students. Um, I have students from San Francisco and That's so cool. I have one in New York and one in Atlanta and a few people yeah. in LA yeah. um, that come online when they're traveling. So that is so neat. Um, even for people that are working from home now, I mm -hmm. think that, you know, you can come to an online class and right. you don't have you to don't travel to or traffic. get dressed or yeah. hit traffic or exactly. anything. So um, exactly. a lot of our members are hybrid. Mm -hmm. Convenience yes. is key. Um, so yeah, so that's how you pivoted to make it work for you during COVID. That's always my question with a lot of small businesses that have made it through and are still flourishing and being successful. So, yes. And that, you know, opens up a lot of doors, like you said, for people who um, don't have, have, can't get here, you know, they don't live here or, you know, but they like you as a teacher or like one of your teachers that teaches here, yes. you know? Cause I think that's really what it comes down to is who you resonate with too. Going back to like the teaching piece of it. Yes. Is um, everybody's gonna find somebody that they're like, yeah, that's my teacher, Yes. you know, yes. so. And I think that's one of the other positives about having the online option mm -hmm. is that people I think really are empowered to 
adapt the practice in a way that fits them. And that's yeah. really, I think, always been our calling is, you know, yoga is for everybody. Everybody, uh, You yes. know, and it, yeah. we have for a variety of styles, gentle, restorative, as well as vinyasa and flow and sure, more athletic styles. More, yeah. And then I think that the online option is if, you know, people can turn their camera off. Mm -hmm. And I think it did really, that time, also really let people explore, like, what feels good in my body right now mm -hmm. and we don't have any mirrors in our new space right um i didn't we, know that until yeah, you put it out so i really love that because it's uh -huh. more again about what it feels like and less about what it looks like mm -hmm. and i think that that was a positive outcome coming out of COVID as well mm -hmm. um is that people really did start to explore like hey like what is it what Every what do day, I want? Yeah, every day is different. Yes. What do I need? Right. And everybody's boundaries around that right. were, had to be individual yeah. and then hopefully respected. So, yes. yes. <laughs> well, this is really neat. And I, I really appreciate your time today and, and talking about anything um, and everything, anything and everything, I should say. Sorry, it's a little late in the afternoon. Sometimes <laughs> I get a little bit like... <laughs> A little foggy in the brain, <laughs> and it's such a nice atmosphere out here. It's so beautiful. I feel very relaxed. <laughs> good, that's good. I'm glad. I know. Yes. So, anything else you wanna you wanna share with us before we wrap this up? I mean, I guess I would just encourage your listeners or viewers, mm -hmm. um, if yoga's been on sort of your thing to do, like either you practiced in the past and you've fallen off, mm -hmm. or something you've always wanted to try. Like, I just say like. I find it to be so invaluable. I always tell people, I practice yoga not because I'm chill, mm -hmm. but because I really need it. Your body feels uh, you need and it. My yeah. mind, and your actually. mind, I mean, yes. I, am, I am very much like a go, 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 list maker, uh -huh. you know, self-employed, yep. business owner, have two kids, you know. Right, all so that's all around you compared yeah. to this beautiful practice yes. you have and here. So you have you still have to do all that. Our space, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think there is that feeling, I yes. hope, for you and for students yes. that come. Yes. Of oh, I can let go of right. that for an hour. Take a breath for one hour yeah. of yeah. just self care yep. and rejuvenation. Yep. And so I guess I would just invite you know your viewers and listeners oh, to yes. come on by. I'd love to meet them. Yes. And if they have questions, let us know. I will have to get by here. I'm seriously like just down in Ocean Beach compared to Mission Hills, where the studio here is located. Yes. So ten minutes. I'll, I don't yes. have an excuse. The I could come just come on by. Yeah. I could just go online too. I mean, yes. seriously, you yes. know, and try it out that way out yes. as well. Exactly. So well, I do really appreciate your time, and it's been such a great experience um, interviewing you and getting to learn more about you and your inspiring story from from traveling all the way across the world to learn yoga and bring it back to San Diego, which was the one really surprising thing to me was that you were saying that people really didn't know what yoga was. Right. That just blows my mind because it is so mainstream now. Exactly. I mean, it's just like, wait, what? That was only 20 years ago? And they're like, <laughs> yes. that was the and look case. at it now. It's in it's, advertisements and oh, slogans yes. and t-shirts yeah. and, and there's, everywhere. There's pants and everything else that are oh being built, clothing that's being built around it, you yes, know? So. Yes, yes, yes. Amazing. Aww, so you're like, you, the, you're the uh, on the frontier, you're the pioneer of yoga in San Diego. I, I would say <laughs> at least in lower, you know, central San Diego. Right, you know, this we're area. Yeah. For this part, downtown, mm -hmm. city city of San Diego, we were early, early adopters. Yes. Very good job. Yeah. Well, thank right. you. I appreciate it. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us today, and stay tuned for the next one. Bye. Thanks.